Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Bird, ready, bird. Very passionate. Bird, ready, bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Don't an unbeliever. everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody. No love right now, Jet World. And of course, I'm always joined by... The number one NFL correspondent in the podcasting game today, the one, the only, big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk. I hope everybody's ready for the big crap storm this game's going to be. <sighs> Keith, Keith, yep. it's, halfway, it's halfway through the year, man. Yeah. Halfway through the year. Guess what our record is? <clears throat> Last time I checked, it was one win and seven losses. Do you know what our record was in 2018 halfway through? I think we had uh, halfway through in 2018. I think it was two and six or three and five. When will this end? When will we see the light? I thought this year was the year that we would begin to climb out of the abyss, but we've fallen deeper than we've ever been. That's right, everyone. Now, if you fall all the way to the bottom of the sports abyss, if you if you can actually withstand the pressure, and your garbage franchise is able to make it to this abyss. <laughs> What you witness if you clicked on our podcast this week is what's down there is the New York Jet logo. You turn on those lights, you think you're going to see a giant squid? You think you're going to see, what, a sperm whale or something? No. This is, uh, it's me, me and Mike are at a place where normally, guys, and this is for anyone still riding or dying with us here because I know it's, it's, it's rough times here. But uh, when you're a hardcore Jet fan, right after a game like last week, and especially after the game prior to this where you're kind of trending in a negative direction, Sam's not playing well. You have a lot of bad vibes and juju around the team. You go to Miami, you think maybe it's a get-right game. Well, we thought maybe that, you know, you head down there. We, We couldn't even predict a win for the Jets last week. That's how bad we are. But I'm trying to think back, Mike, uh... You know, in my in my life, going on three decades of rooting for this team. If we say say we just take it, say we just take it from the early '90s when we had Kotite as our coach, that was obviously uh, a shit show. Times a million, one in fifteen. We got Keyshawn. Offense was pathetic, but I don't remember having a team that at least seems like when you look at it on paper. Now, I under, our offensive line is horrific. Okay, our linebacking injuries we've had have been horrible. Right. Take that all into account. I still think, you know, there, there's teams we've had with way less talent that have managed to get more wins in a season. There's yeah. teams with Todd Bowles that we all thought were the least talented teams in the league that managed to get more wins even last season. I don't think the record is necessarily a reflection of the talent on the team as much as it's a reflection on the coaching of the team. Well, the Jets currently are averaging about 12 points per game, which would be, if they keep this up, the worst 
in franchise history. And that's also including 24 non-offensive points, like, you know, when they, uh, uh, Jamal Adams ran it back for an interception. Mosley had, had a return and all that stuff. If you take out all of the non-offensive points, the Jets are averaging nine offensive points per game, which is the worst and would be the worst in the history of our of our entire, you know, the entire franchise. And right now they're on pace to score 133 points less than they did last year, despite having a defensive head coach last year and an offensive head coach this year, adding Bell, Montgomery, Crowder, Lewis, drafting Adoga, keeping every O-lineman that they had besides last year, except for Spencer Long, and in the second year of Sam Darnold's uh, progression, and they, they've they taken a step backwards, and you have to look at this and say, how is this even possible? The Miami Dolphins are not do not have as much talent as the New York Jets. They absolutely are not as talented as them, and we lost. How is that possible? It's coaching, like you said. And, you know, is Adam Gase worse than Rich Kotite? I'm not going to go there yet, but this, what we're seeing now is historic numbers, historic ineptitude, historic time management, historic penalties. I mean, these guys did, aren't even playing for this coach. They're not excited to play for this coach. They're, they're not, you know, pushing each other. Jamal Adams is already checked out. You could tell how he's playing and, and the way the defense is falling apart. I just feel like I told you last week that if this team were to lose to the Miami Dolphins, that I would officially call for Adam Gase head. And I am officially calling for Adam Gase to be fired at this point in time. And my reasoning for it is that I believe right now this guy is t- is hurting the team. I-, I believe that if I took you, you, Keith Farrell, or Wookie, and put you as the head coach right now with, with Greg Williams as defensive coordinator, that you would probably get more out of these players than Adam Gase currently is right now. And my biggest problem with Adam Gase is the fact that <clears throat> the fact that, you know, when you look at the last couple of games, um, the Jets were pressured two times when they played against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And you know what happened? Sam Darnold had a really, really good game. Actually, the best game of his entire career. And when you look at all the other games against Buffalo, they got pre- pressured 14 times, the quarterback. Uh, New England, 10 times on 92% blitzes. Jacksonville, 11 times on 90-something percent blitzes. And Miami, 7 times. And they blitz most of the time. And you know, Bill Belichick saw our weakness, saw that our offensive line is trash. He blitzed us. And knew that we couldn't stop it. And Adam Gase couldn't adjust. Jacksonville did the same thing. Adam Gase couldn't adjust. And Miami did this exact same thing. And Adam and, and to me, that's the biggest problem with this guy. How, how do you not... How are, You know what's coming. You know what these teams are doing to the Jets. Because they know that we have a bad offensive line. So scheme around it. You know, Sam Darnold has the second highest or one of the highest completion percentages in in, in uh, play action. He has one of the best play, completion percentages in play action. Put him more in play action. Figure out a way to beat these blitz packages. You continue, Everyone knows what they're doing, and you can't stop it. You are not getting anything out of these players, and 
your type of schemes are, you know, um, Chris Johnson said that you were coaching where football is going. Man, if that's the case, then football's going nowhere. Yeah, you, 100. Yeah, where are you going if you're coaching where football's going? With following Adam Gase now Shermer at this point. Unless Chris Johnson means football's going to Los Huevos. <laughs> that is an incorrect statement because that is exactly where I think Adam Gase is headed. And the Jets being on pace to score 133 points less than last season. So last year we had Bates as the OC, kind of a newbie to the position, but he did a pretty good job. Right. Considering, you know, he had a rookie quarterback there. It's just so much to take in at once. There's so many things to point to, and obviously the coach is the one you point to the most. It's the easiest guy to point to. It doesn't seem like the Jets have made many adjustments, and maybe it's maybe it's beyond my uh, level of football comprehension, the adjustments they've made, but it doesn't seem like they've made many of them, Mike, and through this point in the season in Week 9, the only teams to give up more hits to the quarterback in the NFL are the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. You know, the Jets right now have 69 quarterback hits over. Uh, that's just hits now. That's not guys getting there and affecting the play, which is a much higher percentage. Right. Um, you think about the Pats game and the Jags game, even more than last week, they affected a lot more plays than just the hits they put on Sam. They were all over the place, and Miami did something similar, but the thing was Miami did it with personnel they should not have been able to do it with. Right. And when we went to run the ball, like, why why can't we create a hole ever on any running? Like, right. we cannot open up any space with None. the offensive line. And None. When there's any space there, Le'Veon Bell's making something happen. Yep. But, no. I mean, this dude, like, I see his numbers. I understand. He, he was okay last game. But, like, I can't fault Le'Veon Bell for this. No, you can't. And and you know what's so crazy? I was looking at the, some of these next-gen stats. You know, when Le'Veon Bell actually gets some time to, to run, his yards per after contact, he's like third in the NFL in yards after contact. And with a clean pocket, Sam Darnold is completing 77% of his pat completion percentage, and that's eighth in the entire NFL. So it's like when the team actually get, has time to execute, you know, guys like Bell, you know, Sam, and the receiver, the offense can actually play well as you saw with Dallas but right now like you said they've they're second or third in the NFL in QB hits people you know the offensive line is not able to stop these blitz packages and it's at, it's literally killing us and one of the biggest issues that I had was really the regression of the quarterback I was really like man what's going on with the quarterback the quarterback is not taking pressure well um, you know, he's getting, he's throwing off his back foot and everything like that. But when I went back and I just looked at Sam's stats, I actually felt a little relieved because I'm, I'm saying he's getting destroyed right now and he, and he definitely has to get rid of these bad habits. But son, outside of the New England game, this dude is completing 70% of his passes. His first game, 68.3, second, 71.9. Third game against Jacksonville, seventy, and the and Miami last yesterday was sixty nine point two, and his yards per attempt he was six point seven against Miami, seven point three against Jacksonville, ten point six against Dallas, and then uh, four point three against Buffalo and obviously New England game. So you know yards per attempt looks good, completions look good, his interceptions are up because you know and you can correlate that to pressures. So. You know, I feel like, you know, he is regressing, obviously, because of, of what's happening. And I equate a lot of it to the fact that Adam Gase has not given him really the proper schemes and the offensive line is deficient talent-wise. But besides that, you know, 
Sam is definitely needs to clean up some of the stupid things he's doing. But if you take these games and go back and look at his rookie year, his rookie year, he was completing 55% of his completions. And he was throwing way more interceptions besides take New England out, like I said. He was throwing way more interceptions a game. So, you know, you you could look at it like, you know, Sam's definitely got to get better. But I feel like he's been... He's been uh, operating despite Gase. That's what I think. Yeah, and I know what you mean. Maybe he's trying to make the best of it in spite of a just completely inept play caller and a horrible coach. Even with the bad play calling, even with some of the questionable decisions and a lot of the passes being so close to the line of scrimmage, which actually, you know, it's going to help Sam's completion percentage for sure. He still isn't playing well. I mean, no. even with the adversity he's facing and things, like things are getting rushed and he had he tried to throw the ball away last week and when he went to throw it away, his arm got hit, he just throws it up, he gets an interception by the goal line. Yeah, but that, but how but, but how stupid was that play call? Why would you why would you call a design run left? Right you're already on the goal line, right? So your 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 amount of field that you have operating is very small. Then you run this dude to the left, so that just makes you even smaller field with all these people around. And the kid gets hit. Doga doesn't even pick up a block. He's getting hit. And then he just, he's put in a bad position and he makes a stupid decision. And obviously, you know, they went and picked the ball up. But a good coach will put him in positions like the call that he threw the touchdown to, uh, to Griffin was a great play call. And he executed it perfectly. And it was good. And then they called it back because of whatever. And, and another- that's what it is about a coach. Put the kid in good situations. Now his- Don't go running off to the corner of the damn end zone. Now, I agree completely. His QB yeah. rating's down. Obviously, his QBR is down. So, there's a lot of different uh, reasons for that. A lot of different avenues that are leading Sam to not playing that well. But this week especially, what you saw also, Mike, was the other biggest weakness we had coming into the season. Which hasn't necessarily killed us the most any of these games because a lot of these games we lost just because we could not score any points but last week versus the Dolphins you saw a team that you know Dolphins have some pretty big receivers right. not, they're not really that great I know one of them just got injured Williams again but, yep. but but versus the Jets Fitzpatrick was able to sling it because our secondary looked absolutely horrible yeah. we were not yeah. able to yep. get any pressure on him at all up front I mean and you saw last week our corners couldn't do anything versus the Dolphins and our defense was not able to get any pressure. I don't think that really had anything to do with not having Leonard Williams in there anymore. It was just, you know, Quentin Williams actually played pretty good. Quentin right. Williams had a sack. He had probably his best game of the season. But overall, defense did not play that well. It wasn't. It's not a unit we've looked at this year. Besides maybe the Jacksonville game and this game, most of the season they've kind of held up there into the bargain, Mike, and at least put us in a position to win. Uh, but this week, especially in the second half there, I really think the defense could have come up a little bit bigger, could have had some stops there, and the Dolphins' offense was just moving the ball on them all day. Yeah, that was one of the biggest deficiencies was definitely the defense, but again, they, they're they not up playing for this coaching staff anymore, you know, you could look at the way um, Jamal Adams is playing, he's not playing with the same intensity, and you know, we have a makeshift linebacking core in there. We've got our secondaries completely shot. I mean, it's 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 a joke. And if you look at the co- and it goes back to the coach. I mean, Adam Gase is twenty four and thirty three in his entire career coaching. In the last twelve games, he's one and eleven. Okay, twenty five double digit losses, more than wins that he currently has. You know, this guy is an absolute train wreck. And I know we have Greg Williams. I know we got Jim Bob Cooter. I know we have. A lot of other coaches here, but Adam Gase is the guy 
and he is not somebody who's bringing any value currently to this team. And you know what? When people try to say he's a quarterback whisperer, Ryan Tannehill, right now, his completion percentage is 71.8, and he has a career-best passer rating of 99.7, and that's after getting freed from Adam Gase. And Matt that's Moore, not the only guy. Yeah, right. yeah, Matt Moore, Matt Moore with the Chiefs. Right? You, you got his stats? You got Matt Moore's stats? Yeah, Matt Moore year. freed from Adam Gase, as Mike said. He's slinging it right now at 60% on the Chiefs. He has four TDs, no ints, um, and 100 rating the past two weeks over there for the Chiefs. Mm. That's minus mm, Adam Gase pretty- there, you know. And You ever get in trouble, guys, or something happens with your parents, and they're so mad at you that they tell you, like, they pull the classic, I'm not even mad, I'm just disappointed. It's right. like past mad. Right. You realize, like, you let them down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, guys? Like, yeah. that's where I'm at. Like, that's how I feel with the Jets right now. Where for some of our friends are busting our chops and... Of course. Um, there's been a lot of bad, you know, press, obviously, because Gay starting off with the crazy eyes and the whole run through here. And I just, at this point, I'm like, you played a team that is actively trying <laughs> to lose football games. Yeah. Yeah. They are trying their hardest <laughs> to stink. They have they have fifty to sixty percent roster of guys that have either been members of Los Huevos or will be heading to Los Huevos soon. Very sure. We all know this. Yeah. Yet the New York Jets managed to go down there, make them look like a decent football team. That's tough. Yeah. Let them make their defensive line look like it was actually effective. Make their offensive line look they were like they were sturdy and stout. Made their receivers look like the Rams uh, with Kurt Warner. Right. You know, made every single thing in the Dolphins look great. And meanwhile, we look like a bumbling mess of a football team. So when that happens, when you bottom out, when you drop the bottom out into the <laughs> into the abyss, like we're saying, you just you don't even get mad anymore, Mike. You just you look at it and you, you just right like past it, yeah. you pass. You're like I'm just like I'm like sad about it. Yeah. Like. I don't have it in me to yell and rant and rave and be no. crazy about it because like no use to we're it. past that. Yep. Well, there are a few things that I am a, a little excited about. I know it's really hard. I know Jet fans are just like, ugh, you know. And I want to every single one of you who are listening to this podcast right now, I want you to put your hands together for you, us, and all the true Jet fans out there. Because if you're listening to this podcast right now, you are a real. Jet fan. There's a lot of Jet fans right now that don't watch the games, that don't listen to anything, that haven't want nothing to do with it. They're so disgusted. We even have friends of ours that don't even want to go to the games anymore and want to now sell I their contemplated, tickets. I contemplated putting that individual on blast on this podcast today. <laughs> and since they rescinded, oh God. since they rescinded that decision they made, Michael, and now they're coming to the Jet game, I decided we won't go public. Right. Okay. Please continue. We'll continue. Yeah. Right. But there are a few bright spots, and I want to talk about one guy in particular. Florenzo Fatukasi. He finished. Oh, it's one of the greatest names of all time. Keith and I have to come up with a name. Keith and I have to come, come up with a name for him because he's been absolute beast mode as of late. He's finished with an 83.6 overall grade in Week 9, which was the third highest among all NFL defensive tackles, with a minimum of 30 defensive snaps played. He is just He's literally just in there Just manhandling people Like in the WWF Like it's incredible Like And I don't know Where this has come from You know It's kind of like We were calling Nathan Shepard The Canadian Thanos But really 
Fatukasi may be the real Thanos. I don't know, Keith. Greg Williams in the preseason, I'd always hear little mentions of Fatukasi, talk about him a little bit, say how he was improving. And then this week, especially, um, if you're really paying attention there, or any Jet fans out there that are listening, or you are psychos, like Mike said, right. you might have the game DVR'd. If you go back and look, he had a couple plays where he legitimately deboted dude. Oh, no. Like, he just body slammed a cat to the, to the pavement. Quick! Like, he had a couple of WWE rock bottoms where I was like, yo, he took this dude out. Um, so, I mean, that was encouraging. Q played good this week, too. Mike, Q he had did. a really good he game. Did. So that he was did. Good so, we didn't, even, we didn't even miss Leonard Williams. And speaking of Leonard Williams, he was virtually a non-factor in his first giant game on Monday night against the Cowboys, finishing with three tackles and a 48.8 overall grade. He, he was... Uh, the 20 Giants 21st rated defensive player and he was also the New York Giants 5th highest graded pass rusher so wait did you say he was their 21st he was rated their, for 20, the Giants 21st rated defensive player damn how many guys do you think they're cycling on defense in a game <laughs> 20 something 20 oh, oh yeah so oh, there's absolutely. 11 starters, so you're thinking, so that's pretty he's, low. He's back end. So, he's def- no, yeah. see, this is the thing. Wookie has the inside information. We have other Giant fan friends that have hope for this. And I don't think it was a good move by the G-Man. And he just, at least in his first game, that first game, we're not going to judge him, Leno. A letter wins. But I'll tell you what, going against our offensive line this week, you know oh, he's, he's getting be, three sacks. No, yeah. Right. I, 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 this is the way it is for the Jets. Yeah. He'll, he'll get a strip sack, yeah. return it for a touchdown, win the game or something. Like, right. that's like... Whatever you can and never be heard from again the rest of the exactly, season. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. I remember <laughs> used to watch uh, the show Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and they had this like evil like sorceress chick and she would like look into like this crystal ball thing and she would right. think of the worst things that could happen. Those all happen in the Jets. Like whatever you can think is the worst thing. Like we could go through a list where like you'd be like, damn, this is some stuff that's happened in the Jets that's pretty wild. That's what would happen. Leonard Williams, 90 yard in return from a strip sack to win the game or something like that. So, so let me ask you something, Keith. Do you, before we segue into Giants Jets, which is going to be fun, is Adam Gase going to get fired before the season ends? Is he going to get fired after the season ends? Or is he going to get I don't think get, he's going to get fired. He's going to get fired after that game. He, I don't think he's well, you fired. know what? I don't think he's going to get fired during the season just because of the relationship with Douglas. Um, I don't know why so many people thought I mean, we, and we joked around about it last week if you lose to the Dolphins well they can him then when we talked about it I was like they're not going to fire Gaster. I don't I don't think they're going to fire him during the season unless they go through this next run of games with the Giants who are not playing that great this year Bengals say they get like destroyed by this run of scrub teams right which you know we're also one of those teams but none of these teams you just blow the Jets out you know Say they go in there and get their doors blown off by the Giants, or they get crushed by the Bengals, or, or they keep losing to these really bad teams. Chance there because it's gone so bad, it feels so toxic at this point. Right. Yep. Um, that I, I, you know, stranger things have happened, and guys have gotten fired in one year, and people have gotten fired during the season before too. But usually, coaches that get fired during the season, if you look, they're coaches that have been places for a while, been yep. given a few years of a chance, right? Yep. And then they're maybe midway through their third year. And, and they're like, this is not working out. Yeah, We're going to cut bait now. Yeah. Normally, that doesn't happen the first year. But and, and like I said, Mike, I think the relationship with Douglas, that'll at least keep his job for the rest of this year. The offseason, though, that's that's a different ballgame. And, and the problem I have is that, you know, Chris Johnson hired this guy and gave him a four-year contract. And, you know, he was part of the entire hiring process. And he didn't allow, you know, again, Mike McCagnin's gone, but it wasn't, you know, just through McCagnin. It was him and, 
you know, he was so impressed with Adam Gase. So this is falls really on Chris Johnson, and Chris Johnson does not want to get rid of him because this he would have to admit he made a mistake. And obviously, according to reports, he thinks he's being treated unfairly. Everyone's screaming at him. And I'm afraid that he's going to hold on to his pride and try to work it out because another thing is is he's playing Mike McCagnan and he's paying he would be paying Adam Gase and if they hired another coach they would be paying the other coach as well. So he'd be playing, you know, Joe Douglas, the new coach, Adam Gase and McCagnan all next year. Now, do I really care about their finances? To be honest, I don't really care and to me that's just a stupidity tax if you know for being an idiot hiring Adam Gase because Peyton Manning said he was such a great guy. Peyton Manning doesn't care about you or the Jets. He cares about his boy getting a job. You should see through that dumb, dumb crap. So that's the politics behind all this crap. But in the end, the thing that I do love about the Johnsons is they're a bunch of wimps. And when the fan base flips and starts sending balloons up and I'm going to tell you, hey, Nick, the giant Giants don't have anything on Jet fans. I don't think any fan base does. When the Jet fans flip, yo, son, we got balloons in the sky, son. We got flags flying over MetLife, fire. Remember, what was it, Isaac? Remember that? It was crazy. They had to get him out of there. <laughs> if anyone wants to contribute, that's a GoFundMe for the Fire Adam Gase banner right now. <laughs> um, that's up. It's, one of our friends Chris Fox has that speak. going on. Yeah. And Mike, one thing that's uh, you see happen now with people in general, sometimes someone could be saying a thing. Or you could think a thing, or you could feel a thing so passionately, and you could be wrong. And then after you're wrong about whatever it is you felt passionately about, you're embarrassed because you're wrong, so you don't admit it. Say they don't move on from Gase, like Mike said, and they don't want to admit Gase is a horrible coach, and they don't go, alright, this is a mistake, let's advance, let's move past this. Right. Just like people in life who don't do this, you're not going to get to where you want to get to. Right. If what you want to do is be a successful team and be a successful franchise, and you want to be a perennially good team, right? If that's the end game, if that's the final vision that you want and you're imagining and all Jet fans want, the way you get there isn't by by being more concerned with seeming like you're right than thinking about the long term success of Sam, the team. Right. You know, uh, you know that like you have to put that as your first priority, not not wanting to seem like oh man, I. I thought this was the guy. He's not, but I want to seem like I'm right, so I'm just gonna just gonna stick with it. You know, you don't, you don't, we don't have to do that. But people, you become like people's egos now are a certain way where it's like nobody wants to be wrong about the things they're really passionate about because it affects you. Where sometimes if you say, "All right, I was on this path. This wasn't right. I believed in someone. This was not the guy." Uh, you can you can you can adjust course, and that's for the greater good. And you're gonna get to where you want to get to much faster than sticking your head in the sand with someone that's not gonna be successful as a coach. Right, and that, but 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 nowadays, who does that? Right, people look inwards, and most businesses or most successful businessmen don't ever really want to admit when they're wrong, or they want to find a way out and try to justify the decision that they made. Look. Chris Johnson got it wrong, dude. And the quicker you make that assumption reality, then we're just going to continue to spiral. And that's the bad part about this franchise is we have terrible owners. And I can't believe that I'm saying that I'm really welcome and happy for his older brother, Woody, to come back, who's coming back next uh, November after the election. Because Chris Johnson has just been... He, you know what pisses me off about Chris Johnson, Keith? You know what What really gets me mad about people is when 
when you you're a coward. Okay, he doesn't. He hasn't been in front of the cameras in like months. And well, we he got won't. that one little yeah. that one little tidbit of him saying, "Oh, we'll see who shows up today or whatever." The case <laughs> yeah, is. which is yeah. which I wasn't <laughs> mad about because that's how every single Jet fan feels. Yeah, the same yeah. Way. So that wasn't. A but it's thing. like he won't even. He won't even, you know, he was in the locker room and then the cameras came and he ducked out, like, scared to talk to the cameras. Like, yo, man, up! Man up, son! Get in front of the camera and talk! You know what I'm saying? He's such a little, I don't even want to, you know what I'm saying? We, this is Pete, we keep it Pete. Oh, I know what he is, is and we all know but what yo, he is. yo, like, I am so tight at this dude. And, like, when he first came, he was just, like, you know, trying to do the whole, you know, politically correct thing and oh we're gonna draft Sam Donald we got new uniforms and we're gonna hold do this whole new thing and it's like yeah you're out there promoting your stuff but like now that the storm is here now you're hiding you know what you know what you Nick and and Keith tell me if Fireman Ed is at the game with the chance tomorrow uh, when y'all come I want to know I want to know I want to know see my problem with Fireman Ed was my same problem with like what I'm talking with Chris Johnson. My same problem with a lot of these fake jet podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Right now, they're, where they where their shows at? Quiet, son. AEBG still running, still running because we're here in the abyss, deep. You know what I'm saying? Taking it like fan, like real fans do. You know what I'm saying? But let's see Fireman Ed up there leading chance. We can hear the metal creaking under the pressure. That's how oh, deep God. we are in the abyss. We're down here deep. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the abyss, we have another game coming up versus another team that's almost down into the level of us, the New York yeah. Giants. Yeah, we're horrible. Let's get right into it, guys. We 10, New York Jets, New York Giants. Let's get into it. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. All right, Michael, Jets are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Quote-unquote, the home team in this game. There's really no home team in this game. That's why I think the, the spread is perfect. Giants right. should be favored by about a field goal or two-and-a-half makes sense. Giants are coming in here scoring 19.6 points a game, averaging 326 yards a game. That's good for 24th in points, 24th in yards. They're 18th in passing yards, and they're 17th in rushing yards. So their offense also isn't good, much better than ours because we're the worst in the league. At least in a few categories, they're almost middle of the pack yep. there. But Giants offense also isn't scary. Daniel Jones has eight fumbles lost and eight interceptions wow, since he's been a starter, which is insane. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's like, that that's much. a lot. That's a lot of turnovers. And then you factor in how many turnovers Sam's had since, he came, since he's come back. I think Jets and Giants fans can expect this weekend for our teams to be giving the ball to each other at least a few times during the game. Oh, absolutely. That's probably going to happen the way Sam's been, the way Jones has been with the ball. Jones 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 has shown flashes where he's been really, really good, and then it flashes where he's been like a rookie, which is how most rookies play. So um, I think that's what you can expect. I know... Saquon's back, healthy. That's um, I think that's a good matchup for them versus our defensive line. Flip the script there when it comes to us and our team. Just the way the offense has looked the whole season, like I can't in my head go, oh, the Giants' defense stinks. We should score some points because our offense stinks. Yeah, like I want to say that because the Giants give up a ton of rushing yards. Yep, the Giants are a team you can pass the ball on. But can we do either of those things? You know, that's, that's, you, that's what yeah, I wonder. No, I just, I, I can would, we do it? I, would, I, I just so. want... Did you, I would think so. Did you guys see that Sunday night game the Ravens played the uh, Patriots? Yeah, it was... Jo- it was John, yeah, John Harbaugh is, is, is an amazing coach. He's an amazing coach. Did you see what they did? They just ran the hell out of it, of the ball, on the Patriots. Patriots couldn't stop him. 
because he knew he studied three tight ends more often yeah, than that. Yeah, that was exactly, exactly. Uh, Nick, that is coaching. That is coaching. Adam, coach this team, find their weaknesses and exploit it. That's what you were brought here for. Can can we see one game, one that he does it? You know, and I, and you know what the thing is that scares me is like. That we'll have one more like good game, and then Chris Johnson will be like, "Oh well, that's good enough." You know, like it scares me. But I just want to see something. Just show me that you can dial something up for this quarterback to. Don't put the quarterback in bad situations. Like I said, so Sam, like you said, we talked about. He's got to get better. But when he's under pressure, and you got him, and he's got to make those quick decisions, he's he's he's, he's not. He's got to get better at that. And you're putting him in bad situations when you let him. Be able to look downfield and read the defenses. He he does a decent job. So I, that's all I'm really looking for, man. And don't let Saquon go nuts. I mean, you could a little bit, you know, fantasy wise. But um, and uh, Daniel Jones, you know, make sure he's not throwing bombs. Keep him contained. And and I think we should be able to beat the Giants. We were the Jets are more talented than the Giants. I think they are. I wouldn't yeah, say but you that. know what? I think the I think overall that's probably true. But I think you look at skill positions. You know what? Bell's yo. Know, you can't even see the full what Bell is this year because of our offensive line. Yeah. But out of those two running backs, you're gonna take Quan over Bell at this point for sure. And then Daniel Jones and Sam. It's hard to compare the two of those guys right now. The ones in his first year, ones in his second year. But I think uh, you know with Ingram out there and some of the guys they have wide receiver. I mean, their team is actually decently talented on offense. It just. Has nobody on defense. No, on, in paper at least. That's why them getting Leonard Williams was a bit of a reach to me and to most Jet fans. I bet their defense, 29th overall in points. They give up 28 points a game right now. The Giants, oh which is God. a lot in yards. They're 28, 391 yards a game. Passing yards, 25th, 263 yards a game, and they give up 127 rushing yards a game. So the Giants this year, teams have been able to move the ball on them, and teams that have been able to score the ball on them. Yes. And, but like I said, Absolutely. you know, what does that mean for the Jets? Like, for some reason, when they played the Cowboys, who have a better defense than the Giants in every single possible category, yep. they were able to keep Sam with a decently clean pocket. Right. And look look what he did. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen every single time that he doesn't get sacked, but last year and this year, which Mike alluded to earlier, when this kid plays just with a normal, regular amount of pressure and a regular amount of of uh, protection in the pocket. No, I'm not saying stellar. I'm not saying Tom Brady right. when no one gets near. Just just a regular amount of protection. He's really good. Yeah, he is. And he hasn't been able to yet overcome when teams just bum rush him or the offensive line breaks down. Um, you don't know if that's his fault or if you don't know if it's just positions that there's, there's nothing he could have done anyway. Right. Because the offensive line's and, been so and bad. And I wanted to let fans know, look, Sam Darnold is never going to be a guy who doesn't throw ints. He's... he's the type of guy, a Tony Romo, a Ben Roethlisberger, a Brett Favre, he's a gunslinger. He's going to throw interceptions. He's just going to. That's who he is. He's a playmaker. And at his young age, you know, he gets in trouble. He tries to make a play. He needs to stop making decisions like that. But he's never going to be Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan or one of those guys with tremendous footwork and perfect accuracy. He's not that type of quarterback. He's a baller. So just understand that, yes, he will get better, hopefully, if Gavin Gates doesn't destroy him, but he's not the type of guy who is going to have 
you know, performances where it's 29 touchdowns and two interceptions. That's not the type of quarterback he is. A lot of people asked us this week, Mike, on Twitter and just regular old life, if we think Sam is regressing, if he's getting worse, uh, what the situation is. I actually do think it's hard to tell because of the how bad the offensive line is and the fact that when he actually had some protection in the one game versus the Cowboys, he played so good and it was his best game he's ever had. Yeah. And then you you know you um, juxtapose that with a couple of like really horrible games, you know, right right around the same time. So um, it's really hard to say, but I think that if we have Sam, who's he's the golden child, or he's supposed to be, and you don't have a coach that's going to make him better, that coach has to go. I don't care if you know him and you're friends with them or not, or whatever the situation is, because right now Jets are thirty second in points, thirty second in yards, thirty second in passing yards, and we are thirtieth in rushing yards. So we almost, yeah. we almost had the quadruple double right there. We almost got it. We <laughs> almost got. Thing. We almost were like, let's go top four <laughs> categories and be the worst at all of them. Yeah, and that's that's just bad news. And when it comes to defense right now, twenty six in points, seventeenth in yards, uh, which could be a little misleading because a lot of those first five games they were on the field like the entire game. Oh, you know, um, Jets are twenty six, twenty fourth in passing yards. We're actually sixth in the league against the run right now, so they've been doing a pretty good job yep. stopping the run. Which could which could be helpful for us this weekend versus Saquon. But Saquon's a special player, what? you know, and he could he could have ten carries and have twenty five yards and then have a fifty five yard run. Yeah, you know that's the type of guy he is. Yeah. So he's the type of running back. Like a lot of these guys are guys that are just gonna chip away at you the whole game. Yep. You know, maybe their biggest rush the whole game is gonna be eight, nine, or ten. Quan's a guy that if you don't stay on him the entire game, if you're not on those tackles the entire game. He'll bust out a 60-yard run yeah. in the third or fourth quarter on you. Yep. So I just hope they don't fall asleep on that dude because, you know, if they're able to shut down the run game the way Jones has been playing lately, um, maybe we could be opportunistic and get some turnovers. You know, this isn't a game for any reason we should think the Jets should, are going to get whooped or anything. But like we said, Mike, just, it's hard to have confidence or pick a W just because of what we've seen recently. No, I yeah, I, I definitely hear that. But one thing I was going to say is, you know, People, uh, the media, you know, try to paint, you know, like I said, I don't like what I saw from from Sam or the offense. You know, through eight games, besides that 92-yard bomb to Anderson, if you were to take that one play away, the Jets would have zero receivers currently with 100 yards a game. Sam would not have had a 300-yard passing game and the running backs have not eclipsed 100 yards in any game that one play none of our receivers would have been over 100 and Sam would have not had had over 300 yards in that one game that's how how inept the offense have been and that's why we said this is one of the worst offenses we've seen but but looking at Sam Darnold specifically out of his one, two, out of his five games that he played, three of the games he's played, his quarterback rating is over 85 and 85. And one of his games is over 100. That's with this terrible offensive line. His two bat, he had the one worst game in the history of the sport. And then the other one that the Jaguars, if he didn't throw, if he didn't throw three interceptions, he would have had a really good game in that game as well. His completion percentage was really high. He just threw a bunch of interceptions at the end of the game. So, like again, like I said, he's, his decisions are not good when he's under pressure. But, you know, I feel like 
he's not as bad as some people are making him out to be the way the media is. Like, and you know why I say that? Because I just use Daniel Jones as a perfect example. Daniel Jones has been horrific also. But you heard on Monday Night Football, um, the commentators were saying, oh, Danny Dimes, I love Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, he, he, he puts it right there on the money, and he's a great... And right when they're saying that, he throws an interception. And they're just like, oh, that was like what? But then, you know, Sam had that game against the the Patriots, and now, like, you know, he'll be playing the game, playing, and then he makes one mistake, and it's like, oh, this guy's seeing ghosts, and he's regressed, and everything. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Once the narrative gets established with certain players sometimes, right. which I don't think that's happened really with Sam. He's had a couple bad games. Yeah. I don't really see anyone jumping off the ship with Sam. But that's what I, like, Jones had a really great first game, and then since then, <laughs> if, say, you remove the first game stats, the stats would be really bad. <laughs> but... You can't do that. All the stats matter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all Jet fans, look, guys, it's been rough. And uh, I think we probably have the most apropos titled show in the history of podcast world. It does work really well. And easy being green because it's goddamn not easy being green. It wasn't for my dad. It hasn't been for me. Yeah. Probably won't be for my kids. But there's going to be some light at the end of this tunnel. One time, guys, we're going to get back in that submarine. We're gonna float all the way back up to land. It's gonna be it's gonna be good times at some point. <laughs> Those times are not right now. Is, uh, by the way, was um, Senora okay with the dolphins? I know, I know. Well, I did hear a man ran in the field and tried to jump in the dolphin tank <laughs> and attack the dolphin. And that, that might, could have, easily that might have been Senor. Yeah, maybe it was fish parts that yeah. went through. Because that was a touching story. What he told us about. Yeah, he getting not, getting buttered up, toes. getting buttered up, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's why he yep. lost. He could have been a kicker, everything like that. So that's that's tough. It, it cost him a career. And we all have different reasons we don't like teams. Yeah, his is just a little bit more personal than ours. Yeah, he makes. Yeah. You know, very specifically, he hates takes dolphins. Yeah. can't stand them. But he was there recruiting too, because because so many of the dolphins will be there next year. <laughs> well, I thought he was down there preparing for Joe Flacco. <laughs> that could that could be it too. And I don't know if Flacco's arrived in Los. <laughs> Bullshit. We got we got to check on that. Thank you, everybody, like always, for listening to us, joining with us, uh, riding with us, telling your friends about us and everything. I know this has been a tough year. Nobody wants to listen to podcasts, listen to your team when they're down. If everyone wants to get in touch with us in any way, shape, or form on social media, where can they do it? Uh, well, we're on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio. On Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at jet.aebg. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest chat fan in the state of Texas, Michael Garris, and the big stinking Wookiee Nicholas Cronk. My name is Keith Farrell, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Get at you next week. Peace out.